welcome to chapter 19 of the one and only because of when dixie by kate de camillo however i'm going to read the rest of the book so it will be chapters 19 through i'm flipping through the pages now all right so you can always stop and pause at any time but it looks like the last chapter is 26. all right here we go in the morning when dixie and i went down to sweep the pet store and i took a litmus lozenge for otis all right is it halloween otis asked when i handed him the candy no i said why well you're giving me candy it's just a gift i told him for today oh said otis he unwrapped the litmus lozenge and put it in his mouth and after a minute tears started rolling down his face thank you he said do you like it i asked him he nodded his head it tastes good but it also tastes a little bit like being in jail gertrude gertrude squawked she picked up the litmus lodger wrapper in her beak and then dropped it and looked around gertrude she screamed again you can't have any i told her it's not for birds then real quick before i lost my nerve i said otis what were you in jail for are you um in trouble no ma'am he said are you a burglar no ma'am Otis said again he sucked on his candy and stared down at his pointy toe boots you don't have to tell me i said i, I was just wondering I i'm not a dangerous man Otis said if that's what you're thinking i'm lonely but i'm not dangerous okay i said and i went into the back room to get my broom when i came back out Otis was standing where i left him still staring down at his feet it was on account of the music he said what was i asked why i went to jail it was on account of the music what happened i wouldn't stop playing my guitar used to be i played it on the street and sometimes people would give me money i didn't do it for the money i did it because the music is better than someone that's listening to it anyway the police came and they told me to stop it they said how i was breaking the law and the whole time they were talking to me i went right on playing my music and that made them mad. They tried to put handcuffs on me. He sighed. I didn't like that. I wouldn't have been able to play my guitar with them things on. And then what happened? I asked him. I hit them. He whispered. You hit the police? Uh-huh. One of them. I knocked him out. Then I went to jail. And they locked me up and wouldn't let me have my guitar. And when they finally let me out, they made me promise I would never play my guitar on the street again. He looked up at me real quick and then back down in his boots. And I don't. I only play it in here for the animals. Gertrude, the human Gertrude, she owns this shop. And she gave me this job when she read about me in the paper. And she said it's all right for me to play music for animals. You play your music for oh when dixie sweetie pie and i yeah he agreed but you ain't on the street thank you for telling me about it otis i said it's all right he said i i don't mind sweetie pie came in and i gave her a litmus lodging and she spit it right out she said that it tasted bad she said that it tasted like not having a dog i swept the floor real slow that day i wanted to keep otis company I didn't want him to be lonely. Sometimes it seemed like everybody in the world was lonely. I thought about my mama. Thinking about her was the same as the hole you keep on feeling with your tongue after you lose a tooth. Time after time, my mind kept going to that empty spot. The spot where I felt like she should be. Chapter 20 
When I told Gloria Dump about Otis and how he got arrested, she laughed so hard she had to grab hold of her false teeth so they wouldn't fall out of her mouth. Woo-wee, she said when she was finally done laughing. That sure is some dangerous criminal. He's a lonely man, I told her. He just wants to play his music for somebody. Gloria wiped her eyes with the hem of her dress. I know it, sugar, she said, but sometimes things are so sad they got to be funny. You know what else I said, still thinking about the sad things? That girl I told you about, the pinch-faced one, Amanda, well, her brother drowned last year. He was only five years old, the same age as Sweetie Pie Thomas. Gloria stopped smiling. She nodded her head. I remember hearing about that, she said. I remember hearing about a little drowned boy. That's why Amanda is so pinch-faced, I said. She misses her brother. Most likely, Gloria agreed. Do you think everybody misses somebody? Like I miss my mama? Mm-hmm said Gloria. She closed her eyes. I believe sometimes that the whole world has an aching heart. I couldn't stand to think about sad things that couldn't be helped anymore. So I said, do you want to hear some more Gone with the Wind? Yes, indeed, Gloria said. I've been looking forward to it all day. Let's see what Miss Scarlett is up to now. I opened up Gone with the Wind and started to read, but the whole time I was thinking about Otis, worrying about him, not being allowed to play his guitar for people. In the book, Scarlett was looking forward to going to be to a big barbecue where there was going to be music and food. That's how I got the idea. That's what we need to do, I said. I slammed the book shut. When Dixie's head shot up from underneath Gloria's chair, he looked all around all nervous like, huh? Said Gloria Dump. Have a party, I told her. We need to have a party and invite Miss Franny Block and the preacher and Otis. And Otis can play his guitar for everybody. Sweetie Pie can't come too. She listens to his music good. We who? Gloria asked. We, me, and you. We can make some food and have a party right here in your yard. Hmm, said Gloria Dump. We could make peanut butter sandwiches and cut them up in triangles to make them look fancy. Oh, my goodness, said Gloria, Gloria Dump. I don't know if the whole world likes peanut butter as much as you and this dog and I. Okay, then, I said. We could make egg salad sandwiches. Adults like those. You know how to make egg salad? No, ma'am, I said. I don't have a mama around to teach me things like that. But I bet you know. I bet you could teach me. Please. Maybe, said Gloria Dump. She put her hand on Wendy Dixie's head. She smiled at me. I knew she was telling me yes. Thank you, I said. I went over and hugged her. I squeezed her hard. Wendy Dixie wagged his tail and tried to get in between the two of us. He couldn't stand being left out of anything. It's going to be the best party ever, I told Gloria. You got to make me one promise, though, Gloria said. All right. I told her, you got to invite them Dewberry boys, Dunlap and Steve. <laughs> Ain't gonna be no party unless you invite them. I have to. Yes, hey, Gloria Dump, you promised me. I promised, I said. I didn't like the idea, but I promised. I started inviting people right away. I asked the preacher first. Daddy, I said. Opal, the preacher said back. Daddy, when Dixie and I and Gloria Dump are having a party. Well, said the preacher, that's nice. You have a good time. Daddy, I, I said, I'm telling you because you're invited. Oh, said the preacher. He rubbed his nose. I, I see. Can you come? I asked him. He said, I don't, I don't see why not, he said. Miss Franny Block took to the idea right away. A party, she said, and clapped her hands together. Yes, ma'am, I told her. It will 
be kind of like the barbecue at 12 Oaks and going with the wind. Only it's not going to be as many people. And we're going to serve egg salad sandwiches instead of barbecue. That sounds lovely, Miss Franny said. And then she pointed at the back of the library and whispered, maybe you should ask Amanda too. She probably won't want to come, I said. She doesn't like me very much. Ask her and see what she says, Miss Franny whispered. So I walked to the back of the library and I asked Amanda Wilkinson in my best manners voice to please come to my party. She looked around all nervous and stuff. A party, she said. Yes, I said. I sure would like it if you would come. She stared at me with her mouth open. Okay, she said after a minute. I, I mean, yes, thank you. I would love to. And just like I promised Gloria, I asked the Dewberry boys. I ain't going to no party at a witch's house, Stevie said. Dunlap knocked Stevie with his elbow. We'll come, he said. We will not, said Stevie. That witch might cook us up in her big old witch's pot. I don't care if you come or not, I told them. I'm just asking because I promised I would. We'll be there, said Dunlap. And he nodded at me and smiled. Sweetie Pie was very excited when I invited her. What's the theme? She asked. Well, there isn't one, I said. You got to think of a theme, she told me. She stuck her knuckle in her mouth and then pulled it back out. It ain't a party without a theme. Is this doll coming, she asked. She wrapped her arms around Wendy Dixie and squeezed him so hard that his eyes almost popped out of his head. Yes, I told her. Good, she said. You can make that the theme. It could be a dog party i'll think about it i told her the last person i asked was otis i told him all about the party and that he was invited and he said no thank you why not i asked i don't like parties said otis please i beg it won't be a party unless you come i'll give you a whole free week of sweeping and arranging and dusting if you come to the party that's what i'll do a whole week for free otis said looking up at me yes sir i told him but i I don't have to talk to people right no sir i said you don't but bring your guitar maybe you could play us some music maybe said otis he looked down at his boots again real quick trying to hide his smile thank you i told him thank you for deciding to come this is chapter 21. After I got Otis convinced to come, the rest of getting ready for the party was easy and fun. Gloria and I decided to have the party at night when it would be cooler. And afternoon before we worked in Gloria's kitchen and made egg salad sandwiches. We cut them up in triangles and cut off the crust and put little toothpicks with frilly tops on in them. When, he di- when Dixie sat in the kitchen and looked at us the whole time, he kept on wagging his tail. That dog thinks we make we making these sandwiches for him," said Gloria Dump. When Dixie showed Gloria all his teeth, these ain't these ain't for you," she told him. But when she thought I wasn't looking, she gave Win Dixie an egg salad sandwich without the toothpick. We also made punch. We mixed together orange juice and grapefruit juice and soda in a big bowl. Gloria called it Dump Punch. She said she was world famous for it but i had never heard of it before the last thing we did was decorate the yard all up i strung pink and orange and yellow crepe paper in the trees to make it look fancy we also filled up paper bags with sand and put candles in them and right before it was time for the party to start i went around and lit all the candles it turned gloria dump's yard into a fairyland mm-hmm, said gloria dump looking around even somebody with bad eyes can tell it looks good it did look pretty it looked so pretty that it made my heart feel funny all swollen and full and I wished desperately that I knew where my mama was so she could come to the party too Miss Franny Block was the first person to arrive she was wearing a pretty green dress that was all shiny and shimmery and she said on high heel 
she and yes and she had on high heeled shoes that made her wobble back and forth when she walked even when she was standing still she still kind of swayed like she was standing on a boat she was carrying a big glass bowl full of litmus lozenges i brought a little after dinner treat she said handing the bowl to me thank you i said i put the bowl on the table next to the egg salad sandwiches and the punch. Then I introduced Miss Franny to Gloria and they shook hands and said polite things to each other. And then Sweetie Pie's mother came by with Sweetie Pie. Sweetie Pie had a whole handful of pictures of dogs that she had cut out of magazines. It's to help you with your theme, she said. You can use them to decorate. I brought tape too and she started going around taping the pictures of the dogs to the trees and the chairs and the table. She ain't talked about nothing but this party all day long, said her mother. Can you walk her home when it's over? I promised that I would and then I introduced Sweetie Pie to Miss Franny and to Gloria and right after that the preacher showed up. He was wearing a coat and tie and looked real serious. He shook Gloria Dump's hand and Miss Franny Block's hand and said how pleased he was to meet them both and how he had heard nothing but good things about both of them he patted sweetie pie on the head and said it was good to see her outside of church and the whole time when dixie was standing right in the middle of everybody wagging his tail so hard that i thought for sure he would knock miss franny's right off her high heels amanda wilkinson came and she had her blonde hair all curled up and she looked shy and not as mean as usual and i stood real close to her and introduced her to gloria dump i was surprised at how glad i was to see amanda and i wanted to tell her i knew about carson i wanted to tell her i understood about losing people but i didn't say anything i was just extra nice we were all standing around smiling at one another and acting kind of nervous when a real screechy voice said gertrude is a pretty bird when Dixie's ears went straight up on his head and he barked once and looked around. I looked too, but I didn't see Gertrude or Otis. I'll be right back, I said to everybody <laughs> when Dixie and I went running around the, to the front of the house. And sure enough, standing there on the sidewalk was Otis. Oh, he had his guitar on his back and Gertrude on his shoulder. And in his hands, he was holding the biggest jar of pickles I had ever seen in my life. Otis, I said to him, come on around back. That's where the party is oh he said but he didn't move he just stood there holding on to his jar of pickles dog screeched gertrude she flew off of otis's shoulder and landed on win dixie's head it's all right otis i told him it's just a few people hardly any people at all oh said otis again he looked around like he was lost then he held up the jar of pickles i brought pickles he said i saw them i said it's just exactly what we needed they will go perfect with the egg salad sandwiches i talked to him real soft and gentle and low like he was a wild animal that i was trying to get to take food out of my hand he took one tiny step forward come on i whispered i started walking and when dixie followed me and when i turned around i saw otis was following me too now it's chapter 22 otis followed me all the way into the backyard where the party was before he could run away i introduced him to the preacher daddy i said this is otis he's the one who runs gertrude's pets he's the one who plays the guitar so good how do you do said the preacher he stuck his hand out to otis and otis stood there and shuffled his big jar of pickles back and forth trying to free up a hand to offer back to the preacher finally he ended up bending over and setting the jar down on the ground but when he did that his guitar slid forward and it hit him in the head with a little 
booing sound. Sweetie Pie laughed and pointed at him like he was doing the whole thing on purpose just to amuse her. Ouch, said Otis. He stood back up and took the guitar off his shoulder and put it down on the ground next to the jar of pickles. And then he wiped his hand on his pants and stuck it out to the preacher who took it and said, it sure is a pleasure to shake your hand. Thank you, said Otis. I brought pickles. I know this, said the preacher. After the preacher and Otis were done shaking hands, I introduced Otis to Miss Franny Block and to Amanda. And then I introduced him to Gloria Dunk. Gloria took his hand and smiled at him. And Otis looked right in her eyes and smiled back. He smiled big. I brought pickles for your party, Otis told her. And I am so glad, she said. It just ain't a party without pickles. Otis looked down at his big jar of pickles. His face was all red. Opal, said Gloria, when are them boys getting here? I don't know, I said. I shrugged. I told them what time we were starting. What I didn't tell her was that they probably weren't coming because they were afraid to go to a party at a witch's house. Well, said Gloria, we got egg salad sandwiches. We got dunk punch. We got pickles. We got dog pictures. We got litmus lodges. And we got a preacher who can bless this party for us. Gloria Dunk looked over at the purity child. He nodded his head at Gloria and cleared his throat and said, Dear God, thank you for warm summer nights and candlelight and good food. But thank you most of all for friends. We appreciate the complicated and wonderful gifts you give us in each other. And we appreciate the task you put down before us of loving each other the best we can. Even as you love us, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen, said Gloria Dump. Amen. I whispered, Gertrude, croak, Gertrude. Are we fixing to eat now, sweetie pie asked? Shh, said Amanda. When Dixie sneezed, there was a far off rumble of thunder. I thought at first that it was when Dixie's stomach growling. It ain't supposed to rain, said Gloria Dump. They, ain't, they didn't predict no rain. This dress is silk, said Miss Franny Block. I cannot get it wet. Maybe we should go inside, said Amanda. The preacher looked up at the sky, and just then the rain came pouring down chapter 23 save the sandwiches glory dump yelled to me save the punch i got my dog picture screamed sweetie pie she went running around tearing them off the trees and the chairs don't worry she kept shouting i got them i grabbed the platter of egg sa salad sandwiches and the preacher grabbed the punch and we ran into the kitchen with them and when i ran back outside i saw that amanda had hold of miss franny block and was helping her into the house Miss Franny was so teetery in her high heels that the rain would have knocked her right over if Amanda hadn't helped, held on to her. I grabbed Gloria Dump's arm. I'm all right, she said, but she put her hand on my arm and held, held on to me tight. I looked around the garden before we left. All the crepe paper was melted and the candles were out. And then I saw Otis. He was standing there by his jar of pickles, looking down at his feet. Otis! I hollered at him over the rain. Come on, we're going inside. When we got into the kitchen, Amanda and Miss Franny were laughing and shaking themselves like dogs. What a downpour, said Miss Franny. Wasn't that something? That came right out of nowhere, said the preacher. Woo wee, said Gloria. Dog, squawked Gertrude. I looked at her. She was sitting on the kitchen table. The thunder was really booming and cracking. Oh no, I said. I looked around the kitchen. Don't worry, said Sweetie Pie. I saved them dog pictures. I got them right here. She waved around her wad of magazine pages. Where's Win Dixie? I shouted. I forgot about him. I was just thinking about the party and I forgot about Win Dixie. I forgot about protecting him from the thunder. Now, Opal, the preacher said, he's probably right out in the yard, hiding underneath a chair. Come 
come on, you and I will go look. Hold on, said Gloria Dump. Let me get you a flashlight and some umbrellas. But I didn't want to wait. I went running out into the yard. I looked under the, all the chairs and all, around all the bushes and trees. I called his name real loud. I felt like crying. It was my fault. I was supposed to hold on to him and I forgot. Opal, I heard the preacher call. I looked up. He was standing on the porch with Gloria, and Dunlap and Stevie Dewberry were standing there too. Your guests are here, the preacher said. I don't care, I hollered. Come on up here, Gloria Dump said, her voice all hard and serious. She shone her flashlight out at me. I walked up onto the porch, and she handed me the flashlight. Tell these boys, hey, she said, tell them you are glad they came and that you will be right back just as soon as you find your dog. Hey, I said, thank you for coming. I just got to find Winn-Dixie and then I'll be right back. Stevie stared at me with his mouth wide open. You want me to help? Dunlap asked. I shook my head. I tried not to cry. Come here, child, Gloria Dump said. She reached for me and pulled me close to her and whispered in my ear. There ain't no way you can hold on to something that wants to go. You understand? You can only love what you got while you got it. She squeezed me hard. Good luck now, she called. As in the end, the preacher stepped off the porch and out into the rain. Good luck, Miss Franny called from the kitchen. That dog ain't lost. I heard Sweetie Pie holler to somebody inside. That dog's too smart to get lost. I turned around and looked back, and the last thing I saw was the porch light shining on Dunlop Dewberry's bald head. It made me sad, him standing on Gloria's porch, his bald head glowing. Dunlap saw me looking, and he raised up his hand and waved to me. I didn't way back. Chapter 24. <laughs> the preacher and I started walking and calling Win Dixie's name. I was glad it was raining so hard because it made it easy to cry. I cried and cried and cried and the whole time I was calling for Win Dixie. Win Dixie, I screamed. Win Dixie, the preacher shouted and then he whistled loud and long but Win Dixie didn't show up. We walked all through downtown. We walked past the Dewberry's house and the Herman W. Block Memorial Library and Sweetie Pie's Yellow House and Gertrude's Pets. We walked out to the Friendly Corners Trailer Park and looked underneath our trailer. We walked all the way out to the Open Orange Baptist Church church of Naomi. We walked past the railroad tracks and right on down Highway 50. Cars were rushing past us and their taillights glowed red like mean eyes staring at us. Daddy, I said, Daddy, what if he got run over? Opal, the preacher said, we can't worry about what might have happened. All we can do is keep looking. We walked and walked and in my head I started on a list of 10 things that I knew about Winn-Dixie. Things I could write on big old posters and put on around the neighborhood things that would help people look for him number one was that he had a pathological fear of thunderstorms number two <laughs> was he liked to smile using all his teeth number three was he could run fast number four was that he snored number five was that he could catch mice without squishing them to death number six was he liked to meet people number seven was he like to eat peanut butter? Number eight, was he couldn't stand to be left alone? Number nine, was he like to sit on couches and sleep in beds? Number 10, was he didn't mind going to church? I kept on going over and over the list in my head. I memorized it the same way I had memorized the list of 10 things about my mama. I memorized it so if I didn't find him, I would have some part of him to hold on to. But at the same time, I thought of something I had never thought of before. And that was that 
a list of things couldn't even begin to show somebody the real Winn-Dixie. Just like a list of 10 things could never get me to know my mama. And thinking about that made me cry even more. The preacher and I looked for a long time. And finally, he said we had to quit. But daddy, I said, Winn-Dixie's out there somewhere. We can't leave him. Opal, the preacher said, we have looked and looked and there's only so much looking we can do. I can't believe you're going to give up, I told him. India Opal, the preacher said, rubbing his nose, don't argue with me. I stood and stared at him. The rain had let up some. It was mostly a drizzle now. It's time to head back, the preacher said. No, I told him, you go ahead and go, but I'm going to keep on looking. Opal, the preacher said in a real soft voice, it's time to give up. You always give up. I shouted, you're always pulling your head inside your stupid old turtle shell. Uh-oh, I bet you didn't even go out looking for my mama when she left. I bet you just let her run off too. Baby, the preacher said, I couldn't stop her. I tried. Don't you think I wanted her to stay too? Don't you think I miss her every day? He spread his arms out wide and then dropped into his sides. I tried, he said, I tried. Then he did something I couldn't believe. He started to cry. The preacher was crying. His shoulders were moving up and down, and he was making snuffly noises. And don't believe that losing when Dick, Dixie doesn't upset me as much as it does you, he said. I love that dog. I love him too. Daddy, I said. I, I went and wrapped my arms around his waist. He was crying so hard he was shaking. It's all right, I told him. It's okay. Shh. I said to him like he was a scared little kid. Everything will be okay. We stood there hugging and rocking back and forth. And after a while, the preacher stopped shaking. And I still held on to him. And I finally got the nerve to ask the question I wanted to ask. Do you think she's ever going to come back? I whispered. No, the preacher said, no, I do not. I've hoped and prayed and dreamed about it for years, but I don't think she'll ever come back. Glory says that you can't hold on to anything, that you can only love what you've got while you've got it. She's right, the preacher said. Gloria Dump is right. I'm not ready to let Win Dixie go, I said. I have forgotten about him for a minute. What well, with thinking about my mama... We'll keep looking, said the preacher. The two of us will keep looking for him. But do you know what? I just realized something, India Opal. When I told you your mama took everything with her, I forgot one thing, one very important thing that she left behind. What? I asked you. He said, thank God your mama left me you. And he hugged me tighter. I'm glad I've got you too, I told him. And I meant it. I told I took hold of his hand and we started walking back into town, calling and whistling for Winn-Dixie the whole way. This is chapter 25. We heard the music before we even got to Gloria Dump's house. We heard it almost a block away. It was guitar playing and singing and clapping. I wonder what's going on, my father said. We walked up Gloria's sidewalk and around the back, through her back, through her yard into our kitchen. What we saw was Otis playing his guitar and Miss Franny and Gloria sitting there smiling and singing and Gloria holding Sweetie pie in her lap amanda and dunlap and stevie were sitting on the kitchen floor clapping along and having the best possible time even amanda was smiling i couldn't believe they were so happy when when dixie was missing we didn't find them i shouted at them the music stopped and gloria dump looked at me and said child we know you didn't find him you didn't find him because he was right here all along she took her cane and poked at something under a chair come on out of there she said there was a snuffle and a sigh 
He's asleep, she said. He's plumb wore out. She poked around with her cane again, and when Dixie stood up from underneath her chair and yawned. When Dixie, I hollered, dog, Gertrude squawked. When Dixie wagged his tail and showed me all his teeth and sneezed, I went pushing past everybody. I dropped to the floor and wrapped my arms around him. Where have you been? I asked him. He yawned again. How did you find him? I asked. Now there's a story, said Miss Franny. Gloria, why don't you tell it? Well, said Gloria Dump, we was all just sitting around waiting on you two. And after I convinced these Dewberry boys that I ain't no scary witch, all of, full of spells and potions. She ain't no witch, Stevie said. He shook his head, his bald head. He looked kind of disappointed. No, said Dunlap. She ain't. If she was, she would have turned us into toads by now. He grinned. I could have told you that she wasn't a witch. Witches don't exist, said Amanda. They are just myths. All right now, said Gloria. What happened was, we got through all them witchy things, and then Franny said, why don't we have a little music while we wait for you two to get back? And so Otis played his guitar, and woo-wee, there ain't a song he don't know. And if he don't know it, he can pick it up right quick if you hum humming to him he was a gift he has a gift Gloria stopped and smiled over at Otis and he smiled back he looked all lit up from the inside tell what happened sweetie pie said tell about that dog so said Gloria Franny and I we started thinking about all these songs we knew from when we was girls we got Otis to play them and we started singing them teaching the words to these children and then somebody sneezed sweetie pie shouted that's right said Gloria somebody sneezed and it wasn't none of us so we looked around wondering who did thinking that maybe we got us a burglar in the house we looked around and we didn't see nothing so we started into singing again and sure enough there was another big achoo sounded like it was coming from my bedroom so I sent Otis in there I said Otis go in there and see who was sneezing so Otis went and do you know what he found I shook my head when Dixie shouted sweetie pie that dog of yours was all hid underneath my bed squeezed under there like the world was about to end but he was smiling like a fool every time he heard Otis playing the guitar smiling so hard he sneezed my daddy laughed it is true Miss Franny said it's the truth said Stevie Dunlap nodded and smiled right at me so Gloria Dump said Otis playing played his guitar right to that dog and a little bit at a time when dixie came creeping out from underneath the bed he was covered in dust said amanda he looked like a ghost said dunlap yes said sweetie pie just like a ghost mm-hmm, said gloria looked just like a ghost anyway the storm stopped after a while and your dog settled in under my chair and